I'm your moderator, Chris Paul. Let's be reasonable. The range is wide open, but you have to find it yourself. And that's going to be hard if you remain willfully blind. It's high noon for Tuesday, November 9th, 2021. Follow the podcast on the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash I'm your moderator or join the discussion thread at t.me slash I'm reasonable. You can also find me on Gab and Getter at I'm your moderator. The Substack is I'm your moderator And the merch site is cancelcotour.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. Today is the 293rd day of Barack Obama's third term as served by the half dead, demented, degenerate ventriloquist dummy, fake proxy president. Joe Biden, who is overwhelmingly compromised by the Chinese Communist Party, the patriarch of one of the most corrupt families in American history, and the father of one of the most despicable sons to ever walk the earth. That's Hunter Biden. So congratulations, commies. Just like everything else in your lives, the illusion of legitimacy you've created, your obsessively curated self-image, they all only exist to cover up how much of a fraud it all is. And the thing is, all of us see all of you all the time. All right. By this point, we know exactly who you are. We know exactly what you're trying to do and trying to accomplish with the way you represent yourselves. Want to see what I mean? Here goes everyone. Uh, it is a, really an honor to be here with our distinguished delegation uh, from the House of Representatives. I want them all to stand so you can see who they are. Congressman Earl Blumenauer, McCollum, Pingree, Keating, Bonamici, Brownlee, Huffman, Lowenthal, Beyer, Boyle, Espelot, Kasten, Escobar, Ocasio-Cortez, Levin, Negus. Uh, thank you all for being here. Uh, today we will hear, and that's an applause line in case you didn't know. And we can applaud ourselves. We can applaud ourselves. This is a, a, a delegation that is so full of knowledge on the subject, determination. We can applaud ourselves. We can applaud ourselves. Sure, no one else is going to do it. So it has to be us. And be honest, aren't we impressed by ourselves? Aren't we impressed by this veritable wrecking crew of incompetent global communists that I have lined up before you? These are representatives of the American people. Well, some American people. Well, okay, I guess some global communist corporations. These are the representatives that America has for global communism to the rest of the world. Were they elected? Not legally. But who cares? Because all those dupes and dummies, they'll never figure it out. 
It'll never get to the point where more than half of the American people realize that the global communists have been stealing elections for a very long time. They will never figure it out. That's what Nancy Pelosi believes. That's what the global communists believe. They really think the wool is still over everyone's eyes because they live in these little tiny bubbles where only people like them exist. And all those people have agreed to lie about the same set of things that the global communist leaders like Nancy Pelosi have agreed to lie about. They have all agreed never to expose one another's incompetence or illegitimacy, because by doing so, they would be exposing their own incompetence and illegitimacy. They would be opening themselves up to the very same attacks. And that's the advantage of incompetent and illegitimate narcissists in control of things. People get their positions through corruption and compromise and nepotism. And you might think, why would so many powerful organizations in the world consistently end up hiring narcissistic, incompetent, corrupt, and compromised people? Well, the reason is because they're very easy to control. Anyone who is hiding shame from the rest of the world, people who feel like their entire world would collapse if only others knew who they really were, those people are the easiest to control because the person controlling them knows all that stuff and they can tell anyone at any time. So these people become loyal servants to the project. They are trustworthy to the extent that the compromise remains effective. So what you end up with over time is all of these organizations where nearly every person involved with the organization is corrupted, is compromised, and is willing to do whatever they must to make sure no one finds out. And the longer they stay in the organizations, the more they lie, the more bad things they do on behalf of the organization to protect themselves from ever being found out, the more they advance, the more the system persists, and the more the compromise mounts, the more they become willing to do. Because they keep on adding levels of further and further compromise. It could have started out someone just cheated on their wife. Or maybe their son is a gallivanting crackhead with an illegitimate child after he impregnated a stripper. And he smokes crack and films himself with hookers all around the world, including in China. And he does this while selling the political office of his father. For instance, just a random example. I just came up with that off the top of my head. But this is the sort of person that you can pretty much have do anything because they don't want the rest of it to come out. And so they do another illegal or immoral thing. And you add that into the pool of compromise and they become more controllable and less moral and more corrupted. And that continues and continues and continues. 
until that paradigm, that archetype is present at every level of the organization. The downside to this is that once you fill an organization with nothing but corrupt, compromised, narcissistic, incompetent liars, well, then you have a very unstable situation that you have to handle. So the corruption and the criminality grows as a means of controlling all of these corrupt liars you now have underneath you. At any point, any of those people being exposed could expose the rest of it. So you have to control harder and harder and harder. And this is the situation we find ourselves in in this country. We talked yesterday about the Russian collusion hoax and how Hillary Clinton's campaign was responsible for that in full. But after that, well, then they take it to Obama and Biden. And now they're all corrupted by her as well. Of course, they were corrupted in other ways, too. But they didn't speak up about Hillary's corruption, about the mythology of the Trump-Russia collusion hoax. They could have warned the country, but they didn't because they're corrupt, because they're compromised, and because they don't want anyone to find out what they've done. Is it hard to imagine people like that then going and stealing an American election to make sure that they still can't be found out? Can anyone imagine what it would be like with Donald Trump in control and pursuing these people with the legitimacy of the presidency behind him? I'm not saying he doesn't have that now. He certainly does. He won the election. But in terms of optics, in terms of public perception, he's in a position of weakness, of relative weakness right now. Again, that's not true. Just talking about in terms of what the general public believes. These people would be absolutely screwed. They're absolutely screwed now. Don't get me wrong. But if you were them, if you were trying your best to avoid or at least stave off the existential crisis you are actually in, what would you do to accomplish that? You might steal an election when you have the full ability to do so. And it turns out that's what's happened. And we see it more and more every day. And if you're a person who is just waking up to this reality, well, congratulations to you. I'm glad that you have finally opened your eyes. The good news is that as bad as the things you have done in the last two years are, people will forgive you if you ask for forgiveness. What you have to do is leave all of those stupid and evil communist ideas behind all of the things that brought you to the point you were at last fall when you went into the voting booth and decided that the way to fix racism was by voting for a man who was mentored by a Klansman. For instance, there was a lot of bad stuff going on in your little communist child brain. Got to get rid of that stuff. After you do that, you got to go find all of the people who you shamed and bullied and censored and got tried to get fired from their jobs. And you need to make amends with them because it's the right thing to do. And when you do that, people will vouch for you. People will say, yeah, you know, this person is sincere about wanting to redeem themselves. Their apology is legitimate. They understand what they've done. And that's a good thing. 
And when you do that, people in America will welcome you with open arms because we want more Americans in the project of human liberty and self-governance. So all you have to do after that is find your way on down to the range. And with that, I would love to extend a warm Tuesday high noon welcome to all of the redeemable communists out there. Hello, commies! Yeah, a big Tuesday hello to all of you redeemable communists. Welcome to the show. I'm not sure how you found it. It's a little harder to guess these days. Because the truth is, most of the communists out there don't have a whole lot of patriots who are still in their circles. But hey, maybe you were just looking for Sophia Bush's dumb podcast and you ended up here instead. Well, good for you. That makes me happy. So stick around for a week or two weeks or whatever, and I'll turn you into an American again. That's a promise I'm comfortable making. And hey, it's the best I can offer. Now, yesterday, we talked about the USA Today polling that was released over the weekend. There is one question from that poll that wasn't in the original summaries of the polling, and it has kind of popped out there today, and it's very funny. They asked, what is the one thing you would like Joe Biden to accomplish in the next year? The number one answer to that question was retire, resign, or quit. I mean, it was only 20%. So to be fair, not trying to overrepresent this, but it still was the number one answer. And the economy and jobs were number two at 11%. So that's pretty distant second place. And there's new Rasmussen polling today. They have Joe Biden's approval rating at 40%, disapprove 59%. He is setting records with how much he is disliked. It is amazing that someone who got the most votes in presidential election history could fall so far in one year while still only doing all the things that the American people really want, according to Democrat communist Twitter. And according to all of Nancy Pelosi's little Democrat communist contingent that went over to Europe with her, where they all applaud for themselves because no one else anywhere thinks what they're doing is good or right or desirable. The American people certainly do not. And if these people weren't all so ignorant and trapped inside their little Democrat communist Twitter bubble and so corrupt and so compromised, they might step out of line and say, hey, the ship that we're on is sinking really fast. How come all of you are still pretending this is smooth sailing? But that doesn't happen. And there was an interesting article in Conservative Treehouse this morning, or it could have been yesterday, about all this. He was making the point that these people actually don't care about the polling. They don't care about public sentiment. They don't care about how much Joe Biden is or is not liked by the American people at all. That is not what Joe Biden is there for. Joe Biden 
is not there to get the American people on his side or to do any of the things that the American people want. Joe Biden is there as a puppet and figurehead to execute the plan of global communism in the United States. No one with Two brain cells to rub together believes that Joe Biden is in control of himself, much less the country. Joe Biden cannot even control his own bowel function. Sorry, it is what it is. Old shitty shit himself with the Pope. And elsewhere, obviously. <laughs> Joe Biden does more outfit changes than Lady Gaga. And it's not because he tours the nation with a hyperactive stylist. But the idea is that Joe Biden is just there to implement all of the parts of the global communist program, the great global reset, the build back better agenda, all the same thing, different names describing different aspects. Joe Biden's not in that role to do the job of a real president. He doesn't actually have to handle, for instance, foreign affairs. He has people doing that, most likely just Barack Obama and Susan Rice and their clown car of communist criminals. That was a pretty sick alliteration. I didn't even intend it. That's how good I am. But this is why they don't care about answering to the American people. They don't care about answering Americans' questions. They don't care about answering the media's questions. And they don't care if that makes the media mad and the media goes out and says bad things about them. They control the narrative as much as they can because all of the mainstream media outlets are totally captured by the global communists. They are the mouthpiece of global communism. We are consuming state media when we read what the mainstream outlets say. And there is no benefit of the doubt given to any columnist at any of these outlets. They should be assumed first and foremost to be corrupt, to be compromised, and to be helping project the state media narrative. If it turns out that they aren't, that will be an exception that proves the rule, not what the actual standard is. Every one of those writers should be assumed to be serving the global communist order for some reason that they don't want us to know about. That is not conspiratorial. It is just a fact. It is how we should approach the situation. It doesn't mean every single person fits that description. There might be outliers. Go ahead and find them. Alert me to them, but it's not going to be easy and we can watch it in their behavior. If they are afraid to talk about election fraud, if they're afraid to talk about how masks don't work or that the vaccines are actually doing more harm than good, then they are compromised. Even if it's just as simple as them wanting to keep their mainstream job. All right. They might think that they have positions of prestige and they're making a lot of money. That's not enough. Okay. There is an entire parallel economy that has already opened up in this world. And there is a lot, a lot of money backing that parallel economy. 
People who want to tell the truth and act patriotically can easily go out on their own and find the audience that exists in that parallel economy. And the truth is, at this point, that audience is much bigger than the audience for mainstream media. And we can actually see this reflected in their ratings as well. CNN cannot get a show to reach a million viewers anymore. How is that? How is that possible? Where are people turning for news? They're turning outside of the mainstream. And despite the Democrat communists not caring about the polling numbers, it is still worth looking at them because it reflects how much public sentiment is going against them. Remember, they don't care about winning elections. This is another rooted proof on how you can know that the election was stolen. If they cared about winning elections, they would be acting differently rather than acting in a way that the public hates. But they don't care about that because they know that if they continue to serve the global communist order, if they do what they are told when they are told to do it, and then they keep their mouth shut, they will be gifted another term in office through the wide-ranging system of election fraud. And it really is crazy that there are people out there who don't see this happening and don't understand that this is what election fraud is. This is what it's in place to do. This has nothing to do with Donald Trump. Donald Trump exposed this for the American public to see. Donald Trump is going to go down as the greatest president in American history. That's a certainty. Election fraud didn't happen one time in the presidential race to get Donald Trump out of there. And we're not trying to fix election fraud in just the presidential race to get Donald Trump back in there. That is going to be a byproduct of the effort to restore election integrity in America so that the people's choices for who serves in office on all levels, including down to local offices in small town America. Donald Trump will be a byproduct, but the effort is to restore the election integrity because this is what happens when there is no election integrity. The people in office serving illegitimately do not in any way serve the interest of their constituents. It is illegitimacy across the board. And that is why the American people are continually being taken advantage of. That's why our borders are open to an international slave trade where they're bringing in known terrorists from other countries around the world through our southern border. That's why our taxpayer money is being sent to Pakistan for feminist dance therapy. It's not because the Pakistanis need it or want it. It's because they set aside a certain amount of money for this program that all the Democrat communists, all the child-brained feminists out there, they're like, oh yeah, oh, this is going to turn Pakistan around. Okay, commie. The money gets sent to an NGO and then it is laundered and nothing changes in Pakistan. The only thing that has happened is money has been extracted from the American taxpayer and given to a foreign nation. And the truth is the money doesn't even need to be extracted from the taxpayer. We just get put on the hook for it 
forever so that we no longer own our country. The money to them is all fungible. With modern monetary theory, the money doesn't even matter. It's just numbers on a page. Hey, move these numbers over here. Yeah, America's behaving right now. So give them some numbers back. And then what we're going to do is we're going to take some of those numbers and we're going to pretend to teach Pakistanis feminist dance therapy. We are the collateral for worldwide money laundering by the global communists. That is the system we are actually in. That's the reality. Okay. Our foreign aid isn't helping foreign countries. We're not these charitable people who are just fixing everything around the world. And that is such an Obama and Romney mindset. They don't actually have to go out and do good in the world. They don't have to go out and find out what's happening in the world. All they have to do is occasionally give money to charity when they feel like it. And when it's the right charity and by the right charity, they mean whichever one helps them to look like a good person or gain social credit. They give the charity money away. They wipe their hands. All good. They've done everything they need to do. Now they get to go back on vacation. And some of these commies even start their own dumb charities, pretending they're helping. I'm going to help the little girls. Okay, Kami, are you going to do that by benefiting Warren Buffett somehow? Probably that, huh? Are you going to know it? No. Why? Because you're one of the dumbest and most privileged people in the world. That's why. And once you understand the organization and understand how all these levels serve all the other levels, then the only thing missing is the public relations. All you have to do is take that massive, corrupt, compromised conglomerate and tell the world that everything they're doing is actually the most charitable thing ever. They don't argue that it's good for them. That would be too honest. So instead, they argue that it's really, really good for everyone else. Wait. No, it's necessary for everyone else. And the thing is, if we don't do it, the world's going to end in 12 years. So you better just turn everything over to us. We're going to, you know, we are going to launder your money, but we're going to tell you that we're saving other people by doing it. Not you. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not going to save you. We are going to profit. We're going to tell you we're saving other people because we can't tell you we're going to save you. Then you'll realize that we're not doing it. And that's the stage we're in now, by the way. Even uh, Obamis and Romneys from a year ago are realizing that. But let's talk a little more about how illegitimate Joe Biden is. This is from the Georgia Record. And Trump's spokesperson, Liz Harrington, put this up today. Georgia election integrity nonprofit VoterGA.org today held a press conference showing Georgia counties cannot produce over 17,000 ballot images required to be held by law. This is more than the margin of error in Biden's win over President Trump. And I'm going to play you the clip that they have attached. This is Garland Favorito. What we need to do is we need to conduct an independent audit of the 2020 election results. And the reason we need to do this is to ensure we're going to have a legitimate 2022 election. 
there are a ton of problems. We talked about the Fulton ballot stuffing. You've, you've seen the story about the lost chain of custody for 43,000 ballots in DeKalb. Uh, and that doesn't include all the other counties. You've probably seen the reports of geo-trafficking, uh, things that True the Voters come out with, and they've kind of identified a ballot harvesting team that ran around, ran around and put in ballots in the uh, drop boxes, as, as at least as the geo-trafficking data appears to indicate. We have found, another one of our volunteers has found that there are 17, uh, first of all, Fulton County, let me back up, is missing all of their in-person voting images. But they're also missing 17,690 of their absentee ballot images. Isn't that incredible? Fulton County is missing all of its in-person ballot images. Well, those are supposed to be saved for a long time. How did that happen? And better yet, why did that happen? Back to the article. Voter GA today announced that their ballot image analysis team determined 74 Georgia counties have been unable to produce all the original ballot images from the November 2020 election. The team obtained admissions from 56 counties that most or all of the images created automatically by the Dominion voting system for results tabulation have been destroyed. Voter GA volunteers made the determinations by submitting open records requests for the images to each county. Ballot images are a critical aspect of election records that have long been required to be retained by federal and state law. Federal law requires a 22-month retention period for election records, while state law requires a 24-month retention period for election documents, which are generally considered to include those that are electronic. The Dominion voting system automatically creates images for in-person voted ballots on compact flash memory cards. It automatically creates images for mail-in ballots on memory flash drives. The cards or drives are then manually uploaded to the county's election management server. Some densely populated counties also use high-speed scanners that automatically transfer images directly to the EMS. At least 28 counties admitted having no original images at all, and 22 of those counties only had recount images that some claimed are the same as originals. Recount images don't have original timestamps that can be used for audit purposes, nor do they have original metadata that shows how votes were initially interpreted. The images can also be changed by tampering between scans and are therefore invalid to audit an election. Voter GA received emails from another 28 counties admitting they do not have a complete set of original images. Various counties were missing all in-person voting images, all absentee images, all election day images, or a substantial portion of one or more of those groups. Another 18 counties did not comply with repeated ORRs over a period of two months. Most simply did not respond, but some frustrated the requesters by requiring exorbitant fees for the images that most counties provided for around $25 to $50. Fees requested by counties ranged from $0 to $1,700, which is too unnecessarily expensive to comply with ORR law. Six of those counties claim to have mailed images that voter GA team members have not yet received. These images may also be incomplete or recount images only. 
Voter GA showed written confirmation from former state election director Chris Harvey, granting permission to erase in-person ballot images from the memory cards. These violations are yet another glaring reason why Georgians cannot trust the Secretary of State's office, said Garland Favorito, co-founder of Voter GA. We desperately need a multi-county audit of the 2020 election to resolve these serious problems before 2022. And it has been increasingly difficult to get that sort of audit in Georgia. There are reports right now from the Georgia record and elsewhere that House Speaker in Georgia, David Ralston, is drawing redistricting maps to harm the Republican candidates, the people on his side who pursued election integrity. That's how deep the corruption in Georgia goes. And the Ohio GOP is actually doing the same thing, trying to take down Jim Jordan. Jim Jordan is one of the best politicians in this country, hands down. And of course, that's why the unit party has to take him out. He is a threat. But despite all this, the case for election integrity and the evidence of election fraud continued to grow. The sheriffs in Racing County, Wisconsin, we just talked about them a couple of weeks ago. They've now made criminal referrals in Wisconsin for the Wisconsin Elections Commission because of the myriad ways they assisted in the theft of the 2020 election. And you got to wonder if these real died in the wool, stick to their guns communists are going to understand this is real when arrests actually start. They'll probably continue to deny it even at that point. But I guess we'll find out. Now, changing subjects without a segue. Let's talk about global communism's golden boy, Gavin Newsom, again. Still, no one knows where he is. Maybe he is hosting a petting zoo. Maybe he is stationed outside a junior high with a white van that has dark windows. Maybe he's going to actually speak at the event some people said he was going to speak at today. We don't know. There are other claims that he was at a wedding for a Getty family member this past weekend. And there are some pictures published in Vanity Fair. But then again, we don't know. And his wife apparently doesn't know. Maybe he is on the road traveling to fish concerts all year. It's really hard to say. But there was a report last night on Robert F. Kennedy Jr.'s Children's Health Defense website. And the story actually crashed the website. So what they reported is that Gavin Newsom has developed, I think it's Guillain-Barre syndrome. Maybe it's just Guillain-Maxwell syndrome. But the reports are that Gavin Newsom has nerve damage from his Moderna booster shot. Apparently, and all of this is unconfirmed. You know, I certainly trust Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and his team more than I trust some pictures in Vanity Fair that came out to explain Gavin's absence in the hours following the RFK news release, right? I have full faith that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and the people around him 
have access to Gavin Newsom's inner circle. All right. RFK Jr. and Gavin Newsom know each other. In fact, they have discussed vaccine mandates for children before. And at that point, Gavin Newsom was pro-choice about vaccinating children. And it is suspected that Gavin Newsom's own children are not vaccinated. But Gavin got his shot. He flexed for the cameras and then he got up and he was acting super insecure. The video is actually really weird. He acts like he knows he's supposed to pretend he's excited about getting his shot, but also he just isn't excited about it at all. He's just trying to act out. He's trying to be the character Gavin Newsom and he's failing. But right now we do not know what's up with Gavin Newsom. He may well be paralyzed or, you know, he might be speaking at a public event right now. I can't tell you yet, but we're going to find out. It's very, very strange that Gavin has been out of the public spotlight since October 27th. And the only time anyone has attempted to explain where he actually is was last night when these outlets started reporting that he was at a wedding this weekend. And Gavin is friends with the Getty family. The Getty family has funded Gavin Newsom, and there is a corrupt relationship between those two families that extends back to Gavin's father. This is basically old school California mafia stuff. And no, they don't look like mobsters because they look like California boys. But it is very odd that Gavin Newsom would make no public appearances for what's going on two weeks now. I think it's 13 days. And he would go to this wedding over the weekend where he was conspicuously seen in the background, a little blurry and masked up. But he didn't go to COP26. That's like Coachella for global communists. Why in the world would Gavin miss out on that? That's like his coming out party. That's his opportunity to go on the world stage and seem presidential. And he's got the recall. He actually really defeated without election fraud in his back pocket. Look how popular I am after enforcing the North Korean level of communism that I enforced on the people of California. That's like serious bragging rights at COP26. Look, I convinced all the idiots in my state that these big fires that only happen under me are actually the result of climate change. That's something for Gavin to brag about. Hey, look, I convinced all these rock dumb morons to be mad at drinking straws while they throw billions and billions of masks in the ocean. I'm Gavin Newsom, top salesman in the global communist multi-level marketing scheme. So I think it's a little odd that he can make it to a wedding this past weekend, but skipped communist Coachella. So if he does a public speaking appearance today, if he is standing up and active and seems like the normal spry Gavin Newsom who likes to flex on camera, then maybe the RFK contingent got this wrong. It's possible that they were victims of an intentional disinformation campaign because Robert Kennedy just put out his Anthony Fauci book. And this would be a very easy way to harm his credibility. If they 
if someone fed him the story that Gavin had nerve damage and was potentially paralyzed from his booster shot, and it turned out that that wasn't true, that would make people disbelieve everything that Robert F. Kennedy Jr. and his people are saying. That would be very unfortunate because they're doing really important work to educate people about the experimental gene therapy and about who Anthony Fauci really is. But I think we'll know soon enough because his absence is conspicuous and they're going to have to address this sooner or later. Changing subjects again without a segue to CNN's own communist propagandist, Don Lemon. So you may or may not know, Don Lemon has been accused of something that's tantamount to sexual assault. It's disgusting regardless, but sexual assault may be an overstatement of what happened. Nonetheless, Don Lemon has lied about it. And Don Lemon is obviously a hypocrite because he was one of the lead guys on television trying to claim that Donald Trump was a rapist and that uh, Me Too was the most justified and righteous thing of all time. So Megyn Kelly interviewed his accuser. And this is a little write up in the Federalist about this. This is yesterday. Don Lemon accuser says CNN anchor tried to settle sexual assault case three times. Dustin Heiss, a New York bartender who accused CNN's Don Lemon of sexual assault over a 2018 incident, said the network anchor tried to settle the case three times. Money is not what I'm after here, Heiss said on The Megyn Kelly Show in an interview published Monday. I just want to not live the rest of my life in regret and to have a clear conscience and to have closure from this situation. Heist said Lemon made three separate attempts with nearly half a million dollars to keep him quiet over allegations that the primetime anchor groped his own genitals and then proceeded to shove the foul fingers in Heist's face at a Long Island bar. Heist filed a lawsuit two years ago with a trial expected to begin next year, early next year. Lemon put his hand down the front of his own shorts and vigorously rubbed his genitalia, removing his hand and shoved his index and middle fingers into plaintiff's mustache and under plaintiff's nose. The 2019 lawsuit reads, according to Fox News, Lemon intensely pushed his fingers against plaintiff's face under plaintiff's nose, forcing plaintiff's head thrust backwards and defendant repeatedly asked plaintiff, do you like pussy or dick? While saying this, Mr. Lemon continued to shove his fingers into plaintiff's face with aggression and hostility. In Monday's interview with former Fox News host Megyn Kelly, Heist said the experience, which happened within his first few weeks at the Long Island establishment, provoked a summer of relentless taunting that eventually led him to leave. Customers would enter to order lemon drops with two fingers raised, referring to a joke Heist had made to Lemon before the CNN host approached Heist later in the evening. I was sick and tired of being the lemon drop guy, Heist said. At this point, I just want my life back, Heiss added. I don't see any kind of settlement happening without an admission of guilt or an apology, but I seriously doubt with his ego and pride that's going to happen. Lemon called the allegations leveled by Heiss in court frivolous and denied wrongdoing. CNN did not immediately respond to the Federalist's inquiries. Federalist cultural editor Emily Jasinski called CNN's decision to stand by its anchor grossly inappropriate later in Kelly's program. 
it does show that if you're Don Lemon, you actually don't just have Don Lemon and the super expensive, powerful attorneys Don Lemon can hire. Jashinsky told Kelly, you have all your friends in the media who you can call and say, listen, this thing's not true. You can try to rush them out of publishing it. And you have your own major corporate entity that is going to go to bat for you because you would cost them money if you went somewhere or if something happened to your brand because it's their brand. The lemon allegations, Kelly added, underscore a pattern at the network after television producer Shelley Ross recently accused CNN's Chris Cuomo of sexual harassment while the two worked at ABC News in 2018. CNN also brought back Jeffrey Tubin this summer after the network's top legal analyst was caught masturbating during an October Zoom call. And again, let's travel back in time to just a half an hour ago when I was describing how these organizations continue along this path. All of these people are compromised. They get the backing of CNN that protects them, but they have to do whatever they're told. And by the way, we're talking about people who are verifiable liars about really, really important issues. Chris Cuomo has covered for his brother for nearly two years now. And the sexual assault allegations against Andrew Cuomo were what ultimately took him out of office. But that's after CNN spent well over a year and a half pretending that Andrew Cuomo isn't responsible for the deaths of thousands and thousands of old folks in nursing homes. And that still hasn't come up in the mainstream media, at least. The same is also true of the other Democrat communist governors in the major Democrat communist states like Gavin Newsom in California, Gretchen Whitmer in Michigan, Phil Murphy in New Jersey, and Tom Wolf in Pennsylvania. All of them have the same issue with the nursing homes. Now, Speaking of another deranged communist whose hands stink with the scent of sexual perversion, let's talk about Adam Schiff. And if you think I'm just talking crazy, go ahead to a search engine that is not Google. I use Quant and Google Adam Schiff, Ted Lieu, that's L-I-E-U, and Ed Buck, and just see what you find. Here he is today on The View being asked about the developing Durham investigation and what we have just learned about the Steele dossier. So I want to ask you about something that's in the news a lot right now. Um, you've been really prolific over the past few years being the head of the Intel Committee, and you defended, promoted, you even read into the congressional record the Steele dossier. Um, and we know last week the main source of the dossier was indicted by the FBI for lying about most of the key claims in that dossier. Do you have any reflections on your role in promoting this to the American people? Well, first of all, whoever lied to the FBI or lied to Christopher Steele should be prosecuted, uh, and they are. Uh, and unlike in the Trump administration, if they're convicted, they should go to jail, not be pardoned. Uh, so Donald Trump pardoned Roger Stone for lying. He pardoned Michael Flynn for lying. Uh, if people lied to the FBI, they should go to jail. Well, not exactly. You see, Kevin Kleinsmith doctored emails, and he was let off with a light spanking. By Joe Biden. 
Michael Flynn and Roger Stone were both victims of a corrupt FBI. They're not criminals. That's the difference. And Adam Schiff better be careful about suggesting that people who have committed crimes like these should be prosecuted because Adam Schiff is one of the people Adam Schiff is talking about. And by the way, this person questioning him is Morgan Ortegas. I imagine that's how her name said. But she was a State Department spokesman under the Trump administration. Um, but at the beginning of the Russian investigation, I said that any allegations should be investigated. We couldn't have known, for example, people were lying to Christopher Steele. <laughs> you could have absolutely known that. Also, you're the head of the Intelligence Committee. You did know. And you could just read the Steele dossier and know. And you are part of the high-level mix of corruption in the Democrat Communist Party. So you knew because of that, too. Also, you said you had verifiable proof that everything you were saying was true because you were the head of the Intelligence Committee. So good luck with that, commie. So it was proper to investigate them. And let's not forget what we learned in that investigation. We learned that the Trump campaign chairman, Paul Manafort, was giving internal polling data, campaign polling data to Russian intelligence while Russian intelligence was helping the Trump campaign. And to be clear, he was fired halfway through the campaign. Well, he may have been fired, yeah. but the, the effort to get Russian help continued and even beyond the effort to get Russian help. But you the may president have spread Russian disinformation get... yourself for years by promoting this. I think that's what Republicans and what people who entrusted you as the Intel Committee Chair are so confused about your culpability in all of this. Well, I, I completely disagree with your premise. Uh, it's one thing to say allegations should be investigated, and they were. Mm -hmm. It's another to say that we should have foreseen in advance that some people were lying to Christopher Steele, which is impossible, of course, to do. I love how he's acting like Christopher Steele just decided one day he was going to spin all of these stories and then hand it over to Glenn Simpson at Fusion GPS, who was working for Hillary Clinton. Like he just came up with this plot on his own. He just decided to lie. He wrote this fabulous tale about Trump in hotel rooms, the P tape, all of this, every single bit of it was a lie. Adam Schiff is still lying right now and still trying to pretend that he was acting in good faith the whole time. Yeah, he was wrong, but don't punish him because there's no way he could have known, even as the head of the Intelligence Committee in the House. And child-brained communists in the audience of The View, of MSNBC, of CNN, will still believe him because they are so desperate to make sure that no one knows they are the ignorant child-brained communists they actually are. But, but let's not use that as a smokescreen to somehow shield Donald Trump's culpability for inviting Russia to help him in the election, which they did, for trying to coerce Ukraine into helping him in the next election, mm. which he did, uh, into inciting an insurrection, uh, insurrection, which he did. Um, none of that is undercut. None of that serious misconduct is in any way diminished by the fact that people lied to Christopher Steele. No, I think just your credibility is. No. No. <laughs> he's actually still trying to do the ukraine thing 
Okay, so he read the Steele dossier into the congressional record. The Steele dossier is 100 percent bullshit. And Adam Schiff read it into the congressional record. Adam Schiff is either the dumbest man alive and was actually tricked or he knew the whole time and is a criminal who lies to the American people. And he is so screwed and so cornered that he's actually better off pretending to be stupid and gullible. Then a couple years later, Adam Schiff read a made up transcript of Trump's phone call with the Ukrainians into the congressional record. He made it up. And then the transcript came out, turned out what Adam Schiff said was complete nonsense. And yet he still pretends to be credible and still serves on the intelligence committee with Eric Swalwell, who actually had a sexual relationship with a Chinese spy who helped hire people into Eric Swalwell's office. Eric Swalwell is fully compromised by the Chinese Communist Party and Nancy Pelosi leaves him on the intelligence committee with Adam Schiff. Why? Why is it that these people still serve? Well, it's because they don't care what you think. There is no reason to prop up Eric Swalwell's public image because they can just install him in office again through election fraud. That is why the election fraud system exists. It protects them from accountability. It allows them to carry on doing corrupt criminal things because no one can take them out of office. All of the legitimate checks on their power, everything that is able to hold them accountable has been removed or overridden in our system. So that all that's left is the system of corruption and compromise to benefit the global communists. But the problem is all of these people are so weak, so corrupt, so compromised and so disloyal that eventually the whole thing will just collapse in on itself. And let's look at one more example. This is from this afternoon. Fox News, National Security Advisor Sullivan is foreign policy advisor in former Clinton lawyer indictment. There is no indication that Sullivan is a target of Durham's investigation, only that he received information from Sussman. That's the subheadline. This is Jake Gibson and David Spunt in Fox News. That's quite a name. Jake Sullivan, President Biden's White House National Security Advisor, is the, quote, foreign policy advisor referred to in the indictment of former Hillary Clinton presidential campaign lawyer Michael Sussman, according to two well-placed sources. Sussman was the second Durham indictment. This was a couple of weeks ago, and he is the guy that misrepresented information to the FBI about computer communications between the Donald Trump Organization and Alpha Bank. This is the closest special counsel John Durham's investigation into the origins of the Russia investigation has come to anyone directly associated with the Biden White House. Well, no, it's not, but that's fine. 
Sussman was indicted for allegedly lying to the FBI on September 16th and has pleaded not guilty to one count of making a false statement to a federal agent. This came out of Durham's probe into the origins of the Russia investigation. Durham's indictment alleges Sussman told then FBI general counsel James Baker he was not doing work, quote, for any client, end quote, when he requested and held a September 2016 meeting in which he provided evidence of a purported secret communications channel between then candidate Donald Trump and Russia. And that secret communications channel was totally fabricated. In fact, he later billed the Clinton campaign for the meeting, according to Durham's indictment. The FBI also looked into the story about the alleged link between the Trump presidential campaign and the Russian bank. It turned out to be bogus. The Durham indictment lays out a scenario where an unnamed Clinton campaign lawyer, quote, exchanged emails with the Clinton campaign's campaign manager, communications director and foreign policy advisor, Jake Sullivan. Concerning the Russian Bank One allegations that Sussman had recently shared, and Russia Bank One is Alpha Bank, with an unnamed reporter. There is no indication that Sullivan is a target of Durham's investigation, only that he received information from Sussman. And by the letter of the indictment, I suppose you could say that is true. That will not be true in the future. Fox News has reached out to Sullivan's office for comment. White House Deputy Press Secretary Karine Jean-Pierre referred Fox News to the Department of Justice and said the White House has no comment as of Tuesday. I don't know anything about what you're just mentioning, Jean-Pierre said. So I have to talk to our team. And that is what these communists do all the time. Remember, Jen Psaki also has not been seen in public since October 27th. Perhaps she and Gavin are in the same place together. Maybe they're on a romantic getaway in the mountains, creating redheaded stepchildren of the global communist order. They could be anywhere. Gavin's wife has no idea. And as far as Jen Psaki is concerned, the White House has not said a thing about where she is. She just one day came down with COVID and then disappeared forever, apparently. Back to the article. The Durham indictment also alleges that Sussman was working on behalf of a tech industry executive, an American Internet company and Hillary Clinton's presidential campaign. Prosecutors say Sussman's lie is important because it, quote, misled the FBI general counsel and other FBI personnel concerning the political nature of his work, end quote. Another grand jury indictment was returned on November 4th for Igor Danchenko, a Russian analyst who is accused of being the primary subsource in the Steele dossier. He is charged with five counts of making false statements to the FBI, and his next court appearance is scheduled for Wednesday, that being tomorrow. And so what we have here is these small threads being pulled at every day at this point, and the whole thing is unraveling. The Durham indictments, if former DNI John Ratcliffe is correct, are not stopping anytime soon. He said he expects many indictments and the criminality and the corruption goes all the way to the top and it is rising and rising and rising. This is not the last time we will be hearing Jake Sullivan's name in this context. And eventually it creeps all the way up to Hillary and Joe Biden and James Clapper and James Comey and John Brennan and Barack Hussein Obama. I'll be back tomorrow at the same reasonable time on the same reasonable podcast network. I don't have a network. Masks and lockdowns don't work. 
They lied to you about a pandemic. And Joe Biden will never be president. Goodbye. Whether you're a total newbie to podcasting, or even if you've had a show before like me, you know how intimidating it can be to start your show. The tech side especially can be daunting. That's why I'm so grateful Anchor exists. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. They knock down all the barriers to entry. Let me explain. First off, it's free. I don't know how or why, but I'm happy about it. The platform's great. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. I can't even begin to describe how much easier it was to get my show on all the major platforms this time than it was a few years ago. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. That's right. You build your show, you make money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place, and the company is committed to the success of its content creators. Go download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Thanks for listening. Follow the podcast on the Telegram Messenger app at t.me slash I'm your moderator. You can join the discussion at t.me slash I'm reasonable. I'm also on Gab and Getter at I'm your moderator. The Substack is I'm your moderator.substack.com and the merch site is cancelcouture.com. You can also go direct to that at shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. I'll see you next time out on the range. Acting as moderator for tonight's broadcast. In my mind, that's the end game. Thanks for listening. If you'd like to follow what I'm reading and thinking throughout the day, you can do that by downloading the Telegram Messenger app and going to t.me slash I'm your moderator. On social media, you can follow me on Truth Social, Getter, and Gab at I'm your moderator. I also have channels on Rumble and BitChute. If you'd like to follow the writing, you can find me at I'm your moderator.substack.com. The merch site is cancelcouture.com or go direct shop.spreadshirt.com slash cancel dash couture. If you'd like to support the podcast financially, the best place to do that is Kofa. Go to ko-fi.com slash I'm your moderator. And all of these details will appear in the show notes with each episode. I'll see you soon down on the range. It's hell!